What the fuck is up, world? Yali Atlantic back. We back in this bitch. Another podcast for that ass. Another grito. Se ha dicho. It's been about two weeks now since my last podcast. Um, <laughs> life. Hey, it happens, right? Fucking shit. I know I keep saying this, but inevitably I'm gonna keep making up for the three podcasts now that it is that I've missed. Um, for now, I'm just be happy to be dropping this bitch. A lot of shit going on in life in general, uh, keeping me from doing so. Uh, but here we are, nonetheless. Shit happens to everybody, right? Can't make excuses for it. We just gotta fucking keep on keeping on. Um, I'm just gonna get straight to the point of this podcast <laughs> because I got a lot of shit to talk about and I don't wanna be taking up too much time, okay? Um, before we do though, some quick formalities. If you haven't already, follow your boy, OG underscore ice nice 13 on the gram. And my fucking backup now, OG dot ice nice 13 on the gram as well, because the Gestapo is coming for your boy, homie. Oh, and that's kind of the point of this podcast. I'm gonna be I'm gonna just jump right into it, okay? Because um I, I think it's important, okay? Um they're coming for your boy, dog. The fucking gram. And I'm sure maybe even inevitably Facebook if I were to use that shit too. Um, they're just trying to zuck me, okay? Uh, I know I mentioned this before for those of you who follow me on the gram. But um, I'm, I'm going to talk about it here on the podcast. And, and the way I think about it is like, yo, okay. If my ancestors could survive 500 years of fucking ruthless Holocaust and still preserve their culture and shit, right? And their physical bodies, of course, through syncretism. Then your boy's gonna have to inevitably learn to develop to do the same, right? Because I personally feel that everything that I drop on my fucking, whether it be this podcast or my Instagram page, is fucking important. Obviously, I maybe it's me, me being grandiose, but I naturally I think it's important. So I wanted to be heard, right? But what was fucking with me is that the gram kept removing it, yo, and I couldn't understand why. Um, the post in question, by the way, it's um, it was one about Joe Biden, and I, that's probably my first fuck up. You can't fuck with the darling boy of the fucking progressive liberal left. You know what I'm saying? Like that's their homie of blue and on. You know what I mean? So you're gonna call him. You're gonna come after their boy. You can come after Jordan Peterson all you want because he's a conservative, and no one gives a fuck about conservatives, especially here in America. You know what I'm saying? The technological elite—they don't give a motherfuck about conservatives. So I could t- I could sit here and talk shit about fucking Jordan Peterson and company all day, and I'll never fucking face any sort of repercussions. But the second I start to target the left, the second I start to target specifically the darling of the left, Joe Biden, right? That's when shit starts to get a little bit squirrely. Um, <laughs> now, I'm just going to read to you. I'm just going to read to you, okay, the fucking text that I put underneath the Instagram quote. Actually, before I, before I uh, actually read the text, let me, let me give you the backdrop. Let me contextualize this post here, okay? Um, the post itself was actually intended to, you know, be a philosophy post. Like all the posts that I put up there, they might seem conspiratorial, but as... As you know, this little segment progresses, you're gonna see that the only reason it seems that way is because what I am offering you is it's it's I'm not I, I don't know how many times I have to emphasize this, but I will continue to do so for as many times as it takes. Your boy is not left, right, or center. We are from the bottom. Okay, what does that mean? We as the Chicano peoples, we as in indigenous brown folks in general, the whole entirety of Turtle Island. We're not considered part of the American political system and the most political systems and whatever fucking colonial country it is that's been established on this continent, okay? We have been fucking, our ancestors were buried by these fucking colonial fucks and left for dead, right? And they managed to fucking claw themselves out of their graves and ensure their survival so that people like myself could live here 500 years later and continue to spread or at least try to spread, right? The little hyper fake woke jokes might have something to say about it, but they can fuck off for all I care. Um, our traditional ancestral ways, right? Um, 
So the point then is, when we're talking politics, bro, I'm not giving you the perspective of someone from a fucking, from, I'm not giving you the traditional, as we're accustomed to in America, leftist position. I'm not giving you the traditional conservative position. I'm not even giving you the traditional conservative, or rather, uh, center position. I'm giving you a quote-unquote indigenista, if you will, uh, position. The term indigenista has is very problematic, but everything's problematic to these fucking hyper-woke, uh, hyper-woke liberal fucks, so fuck them. I'll use indigenista, right? And it's just a nice way of saying, like, indigenous, right, in, in Spanish, though. Um, uh, political frame. And what I mean by that is, like, I'm taking into account the struggles of the, of, of the indigenous peoples, right? So, like, just a little bit of foresight. I'm going to talk to you about China, for instance, right now, and all these fuckheads that have, you know, weaponized the tragedy that happened in Atlanta to advance their liberal left agenda, which isn't surprising because that's what the fuck they do. They did it in Atlanta. They did it here in El Paso, Texas. They're going to keep doing it for as long as it takes to, you know, try to pass their little gun ban that they're trying to do here in this country. You know what I mean? So what I'm trying to say then is that when it comes to this indigenous perspective, uh, you know, they're going to accuse you, they being a blue and non-dorks, uh, they're going to accuse me of telling you, of, of, for, just for saying this, they're going to accuse me of xenophilia, like this Chinese uh, Chinese xenophobia, okay? But the fact of the matter is, like, yo, you can't discount the fact that, okay, for one, I see a lot of like, these little fake woke indigenous accounts, they fucking like amp up the, uh, China and, and Russia and all these other, you know, uh, alleged countries that we're at war with. I say alleged because who the fuck, I'm not at war with anybody, dog, right? For one. For two, like, I don't believe shit that comes out on the news, so they could say all the fuck they want. I don't believe it, right? going to get to the point of the fucking post inevitably which is radical skepticism but for now i see all these posts that are hyping up these countries that are like competing with the united states and they're saying like oh the united states will fucking get owned by this country but the whole time i'm thinking to myself like yo how is this something to celebrate because just because the united states would get owned by this doesn't mean it's going to by these foreign countries doesn't mean it's going to be good for indigenous communities and an example of which is china like yo you you can't fucking just pick and choose the shit that's convenient you can't just pick and choose when it's convenient to apply this pro-indigenous fucking approach you got to call a spade a spade for when it is and it's easy to call out united states imperialism because the white man the white devil and all this kind of bullshit that we've been indoctrinated with right but it's a little more difficult to do so when you realize that well china's doing the same thing for instance right now they're fucking mining and extracting all sorts of minerals and resources from indigenous mexican communities and mum has been the fucking word from these fucking lefty, liberal, progressive, fake, woke fucks. You know what I'm saying? Me? No problem calling it out. Because like I said, pro-indigenous, pro-indigenista ideology. Which of course, these blue and non-dorks are going to immediately chastise me, chastise me and say that I'm fucking a xenophobe when it's anything but that. Okay? So that's a little bit of the frame when it starts coming up then with this Joe Biden post. Dog. What happened is... I was going to write like, yo, I'm just a radical skeptic at the <laughs> at the heart of it all. I'm a fucking radical skeptic, bro. Okay. And what I mean by that is I immediately dismiss anything that I have reason to doubt. Like if it can be doubted, then it could be deceived. And if it could be deceived, then it can jeopardize your knowledge. And thus anything that can be doubted must be discarded because you want to have some understanding of reality in general. You cannot have any weak links in your chain because that weak link will potentially sever the entirety of the chain and thus your entire understanding of reality will come crumbling down around you. So as a radical, that's the only thing that I could say for certain then is that I don't know anything and I don't believe anything and I don't trust anything that I don't have, you know, absolute certain knowledge of. And the fact of the matter is there's not much, dog. There's not much. You can doubt everything including your own fucking existence all the time. I talk about it all the time. Like, I don't even know if I'm alive, whether I have reason to believe I'm alive. If I'm in the world, if I'm in a simulation, like whatever the case might be, you know what I'm saying? 
So a little bit more fucking, <laughs> a little bit more build up for this fight. Just thinking about it, like honestly, um, this post it got removed, dog. Like immediately, it got immediately removed. I know I keep fucking like hyping it up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about the post inevitably. I com- get completely into it, okay? But just a little bit more backdrop. It got um, removed immediately. So then I thought I'd get a little. I, th- I thought I was gonna outsmart the gram. And I posted it on my fucking backup account and it got removed immediately from there as well. So then I started tripping out. I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, how are these posts being removed even on a backup account that had at the time like fucking 20 followers? Yo, what the fuck? Like, I'm not that important. I'm not, my reach is not that fucking vast. Like, how is it possible that they're getting removed without warning, no less, and having my account threatened to be shut down, right? So there's a little bit now starting to come more into the post. We start to realize, okay, well, who has the ability to decide what voices are heard? Who has the ability to decide who can say what at any given particular moment and so on and so forth? To which the obvious answer is private corporations have the ability to decide who or what is said or is said by who on their platforms. That's a more libertarian approach. But again, your boy, not part of the American political spe- uh, spectrum. So even the libertarian approach doesn't really apply because you start to ask yourself, well, okay, I thought these fucking lefty progressive liberal fucks are supposed to be pro, you know, uh, marginalized communities, then how can you, how, how, how can you in turn then turn around and try to silence these marginalized communities when they are not advancing the narratives that you personally have defined for them? Inevitably, we'll get to the end of this where we talk about how, you know, obviously, as I mentioned before, liberals are mad racist, just as racist as their conservative counterparts, but perhaps just a little bit more so in the sense that they don't fucking, they don't, they don't own up to it, right? But before we get there, just keep building it up just a little bit more, right? So when getting back to this post, then basically what it, I was posting about fucking Joe Biden and about um, the whole reptilian fucks over there at uh, Buckingham Palace, okay? And uh, I started it because I was tripping out on one of the memes that I shared, and it was the meme. It was a meme format. It was a, a merger of two meme formats. The first of which being that of President Biden falling off the stairs. You know what I mean? Which was at the time very fucking like it was a prominent meme. It was all over social media. And I mentioned that because obviously, you know, it was all over social media, but also because to further justify my idea, like, what the fuck? How can they be like just blatantly removing it without any fucking warning at all whatsoever? Right. And the second of which being that of where all the iconic characters of the of the collective human consciousness are up in heaven, chilling all the dead ones. Right. So at the center, it had like Harambe and shit with some angel wings. It has Tupac. It has the dude from the, that little Australian dude that was all happy and loved animals. So he got killed by one. Right. Uh, Steve Irwin. It has all those dead celebrities, right? The fucking ShamWow guy. And then what it was then is it was, that was heaven. And then it had the stairwell that Joe Biden had fallen off of and him working his way up to it. And that meme, it fucking struck me as odd, bro, because obviously that format is reserved for people and things that have already died. So to have put that format with the president, like it just kind of threw me for a loop. And what I was talking about then in the post is initially how... I had this idea that I haven't, I haven't, I haven't fully flushed it out, which is why I haven't explicitly said it. But I do like to fuck with it, like I fuck around, I kick it around, like just to think of, like just to try to think it out in order, in order to, you know, fully develop it. And the idea is that <laughs> social media is being like this is not, this isn't shocking, this isn't a freaking huge revelation. We know this to be true. Obviously, social media is being used to engineer our behavior, right? But what I'm saying then is that there's certain memes. Like I sometimes I'll look at a meme. And I'll ask myself, like, there's no watermark on this bitch. I wonder where the fuck it came from. I wonder who made it. I wonder why they made it. And as I'm going down that thought process, you just play simple game theory and you figure out, you you flush out all the possibilities. 
A possibility, undoubtedly, is that there are think tanks that are developing memes, you know, like they're fucking developing these memes and they're introducing them into the collective consciousness in order to try to influence people's opinions and their perceptions in one way or another to advance their own personal interests. Like every fucking country is doing this. It doesn't matter whether it's the United States, China, Russia, everyone's doing it. And within that country, it doesn't matter if it's the left, the right, it doesn't, everyone is doing this, Okay. Everyone is trying to gain favor over everyone else in order to gain the strength needed to ensure the survival of their ideology. I've talked about this at fucking length, okay? And the ones that really, really, really trip me out are the ones that, me personally, like, this is <laughs> going to get a little bit woo-woo here, okay? And I apologize if it's too much for you to stomach, but it is what it is. I'm just speaking my truth to you. And the truth is there's some that intuitively to me appear to be almost like they're they're revealing shit to you. They're reveal. It's called the revelation of method. I've called. I've, I've spoken about it before in the Seven Sermons to the Dead podcast, right? When I was talking about sigil magic and all that kind of shit. And basically, what it boils down to is the idea: like <laughs> you have these fucking occultists, right, who are trying to advance an agenda, and in order to keep their karma clear, this is where the sigil. I, I don't know the exact name of it. Okay, so I'm just gonna be honest with you and forthcoming in hopes that anybody who's hearing this. Maybe you know what it is and you can fucking send me information because, yo, I fucking tried, dog. I tried and I tried and I tried to look it up and I cannot find anything on it, which just fucking lends further credence to the point that I'm going to make again later in this podcast. But one that I've made (laughs) in another podcast before called the fucking prison notebooks. And that is that these technologists, these technocrats, dog, they're fucking technocrats. Okay. Um, They get to decide what information is out there. And it's these technocrats who are the fucking very occultists that I'm talking about so that I can't find any information on this sigil magic. Like, I, I, I know what it is. I just can't fucking find, re- like, readings on it, which is fucking weird, right? Anyways, the way that it breaks down, essentially, the sigil magic is that the revelation of the method is they have to show you this shit. They have to show you what's going to happen in order for them to keep their karma clear. Because if they, it boils down to this weird ass, I, this is like, I don't even... You know, like, I'm not, I'm not telling you that I believe this, okay? Because, again, if you listen to my Seven Sermons of the Dead podcast, you'll know that it doesn't matter whether we believe it. It matters what they believe. And since they are the ones in power, they are the ones that get to influence our lives. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I got to qualify. Like, I don't even necessarily believe this. I'm just fucking giving you the information. Um, and according to them, then, the reason they have to reveal the method is because you can't fuck with people's free will. Now, obviously, that's a very Christian idea. So that's why I got to emphasize this because your boy follows the Theot, right? And there's no necessarily free will in Theot just to reiterate the ability to influence it in your favor or not, right? But for these occultists, they feel as though they cannot in, they cannot fucking uh, encroach upon human free will so that they have to show you, right, the revelation of the method, what they're going to do so that when it does happen, their karma will be clear because at that point, they can at least sit back and shrug and say, hey, we showed you motherfuckers, but y'all didn't do anything to stop it. So that's on you, right? That's where like that whole, that, if you want to get to the core of Western conspiracy theories, that like, that that's probably top three driving forces behind it. The, the, the problem the problem of free will, right? Stop telling me fucking conspiracy theories and philosophy don't mix, dog, because they're fucking closely, closely intertwined, whether or not either one of them wants to fucking admit it, right? Anyways, so I look at these memes, dog, and sometimes I'm like, yo, that meme is fucking, that's just, that's just a strange meme. There's no watermark. You don't know where the fuck it came from because good luck trying to trace them down unless you know the original poster. You know what I mean? And um, I kind of got that feeling when it came to this fucking Joe Biden meme. I was like, yo, this is fucking weird. And the reason why is because, again, if you follow me on the gram, you'll know that a couple of months ago when Biden was fucking finally sworn into office, I put a post up talking about 
the Vegas odds that he had of actually seeing through his fourth term, or rather his first term, his first term through the fourth year. And even before that, in the summer of 2020, when it looked as though the fucking Democrats were going to rig the election again in his favor, I even mentioned then, y'all better be ready because Kamala Harris is going to be the first female black Indian president of the United States of America, right? And I maintain that conviction still to this day, which is kind of where slowly building towards that post, right? Is what I'm talking about. And the post was, you know, it was talking about that kind of shit, dog. And that's why I was kind of like tripping me out. I was like, you could talk about certain things, bro. But the moment you start fucking, you know, the moment you start talking about shit that is fucking like, it's too close, it's too close to the source, they fucking pull the rug out from underneath you. And that's kind of the, I'm not trying to be grandiose. I'm not trying to be fucking like delusional. I know it might even sound like crazy conspiratorial rantings, yo. But that's the impression that I got when they were removing my post. Because again, why the fuck would they reveal to us in this mean format a president that is in a fucking place in a meme that's generally reserved for dead people, Right. So then I, I, you know, I went off, I, I went off on a tangent. Okay. And I'll get to the tangent here shortly. Cause it's going to be the point of well, not like the central point of my podcast, but it's necessary to get to the podcast. But part of that tangent was like delving into the Vegas odds. Like, yo, <laughs> the Vegas odds of Joe Biden finishing his presidency, they've drastically decreased. At first it was something like he had a, a, a two thirds chance. And now they've only given him a one third chance of actually finishing his four year presidency. Okay. And then you start piecing it together and you start putting it in context of all the shit that's happening currently, like with current situations. And you're like, yo, everything from the green screen fiasco to the fucking uh, him being publicly called out by, you know, the world leaders to him not having a fucking uh, state of the union address, which is customary for presidents around this time. And you start to ask yourself like, yo, is it possible that the fucking president isn't even really the president? Like this, like Joe Biden isn't really like a human he might be a robot. Like, this is deep, deep conspiratorial thinking, it might seem, but it's actually deeply philosophical. And that's the point that I was trying to make with my post. Like, the thought experiment of the philosophical zombie, this is, this is, this is fucking, this is philosophy of mind shit right here. This is not conspiracy. Um, and then it gets deeper into the simulation theory. And that's where the post really started to kick in. It's like, yo, I just told you that I don't trust anything, especially what I fucking see, hear, or read from the television. Because I don't even trust my own senses, which are what gives me the ability to process what I'm filtering through from the television, social media, whatever, right? So if I don't even trust my senses, why the fuck should I trust anything that comes out on television, especially the news, especially news that is fucking, we know, funded by these corporate billionaires like the technocrats up in fucking uh, Silicon Valley who have a vested interest in advancing their narrative, their agenda, right? So if that's the case... What reason do I have to believe that any of what is happening is real and that we aren't, in fact, in a simulation, right? That we're told President Biden is the president, but that it may very well be just a figment in my imagination or that he's just a philosophical zombie that's fucking having information beamed directly into him to make it appear as though he's an active, you know, dynamic person when in reality he's just this, you know, NPC basically that's operating within this simulator reality, <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have to pause here for this one just so I can go through the notes real quick and, you know, not gain my composure per se, but just continue to fucking just trip, dog. Like, it, should, it trips me the fuck out, okay? Okay, so I guess now, now, oh, let me, let me, <laughs> let me add further, further fucking evidence to this, right? I included a screenshot that of a, it was a, it was a screenshot of a screenshot that I took in April of 2020, dog, and I circled the fucking date, right? And the meme, it was a screenshot of a meme. 
And the meme was a fucking Prince Henry or whatever the fuck, the one that came out complaining to Oprah about the fucking color of his baby, right? Um, and the meme itself was the queen, the reptilian, right? Pulling him aside and saying, yo, like these motherfuckers are onto us. They know about the global pedophile elite. They know about Jimmy Seville. They know about the crown's ties to these pedophilic elite and Jimmy Seville. So I'm gonna need you to make a distraction so that people can fucking forget about this kind of shit and focus on something else, right? And I included that meme as part fucking as as part of evidence to justify my claim. Like, yo, I feel as though sometimes there's two things going on here. The first of which being a revelation of method, and the second of which being the fucking the usage of memes as a sort of psyop in order to get people to fucking you know uh, 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 direct people's attention to control people's attention, right? In this case, the meme originally is of Oprah and the interview because <laughs> this gets deeper into some more shit that I've talked about on this podcast, but it bears reiterating especially for those of you who are just tuning in. And that is that our identities, for instance, have been weaponized. Liberal arts colleges and universities, they've been weaponized. Uh, and they're using the liberal arts education as a way to control people's behaviors so that they can just fucking throw out these triggering issues that will completely divert people's attention. And then uh, while the real shit, the occult shit, will continue to remain fucking hidden in plain sight, right? So take the, in the instances of race. It's a very fine line because I don't want to say that race is not fucking important, but it's become so weaponized that the whole fucking world now is transfixed solely on race that we, you know, we lose sight of bigger non-racialized issues that expand far beyond any ethnic boundaries, right? Such as pedophilia. So what I'm telling you then is then that these motherfuckers, these globalist elite basically just to get full-blown fucking Alex Jones on your ass, right? They're using this education as a means, liberal arts education, as a means by which to ensure that their fucking agenda continues to go advanced with no opposition, right? So <laughs> the meme then is part of that triggering device. It's like, you know, the fucking, the, the words that they, you know, whisper to the Manchurian, like the Manchurian candidates to activate them, but this time it's in meme form, right? And the people see this, the fucking social justice warriors out there, they see this meme and then boom, they fucking go off the tracks and they fucking focus entirely on the racialized component of, you know, the 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 the, the people at Buckingham, <laughs> the reptiles at Buckingham Palace, right? And in doing so, they completely lose track of the shit like the pedophilia, of shit like human trafficking because motherfuck you if you don't believe it's true, dog. The British crown is the largest fucking purveyor of human of human trafficking. They are responsible for this colonial settler project known as the United States of America. They are responsible for the fucking indigenous Holocaust. They are responsible for the fucking uh, West African slave trade, uh, the West African slave trade, right? They are responsible for this whole fucking, this whole imperialist project around the world, dog. So they're directly fucking, that's, that's on them, right? That's like, that's them and their ancestors and their, and their descendants, bro, right? And instead of focusing on that kind of shit, the real important shit, they've made it now so that people have been programmed in such a way where they're going to focus on what we're told is important. Like, the fucking color of a baby, dog. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. I'm worried about the babies who are currently being held right now here in El Paso, Texas, and these fucking immigrations and customs enforcement camps, despite the fact that Joe Biden ran on his agenda on the idea that he was going to liberate them all. I'm worried about the children who are being trafficked for these fucking sexual predators, the likes of which reside at the highest levels of office, including Buckingham fucking palace. That's the fucking kids that I'm worried about, right? I'm not worried about the color of a, of a person's skin, dog. So that was just another one of the memes that I had introduced to this idea. And, you know, so this, this post then, the one that got removed from the gram, 
served kind of as a dual purpose. And the first purpose was to continue to highlight that, like, yo, you're being played, dog. You're being told it all. They're pulling the okie doke on you, okay? They're telling you that all this shit is important when in reality, the real important shit is being hidden in fucking plain sight, okay? Um, and the second part, and this is where we'll get into the fucking, the, the simulation theory, the radical skepticism, because you might be wondering to yourself, like, what the fuck? Well, how does this all tie in together? It's simple, dog. I'm just fucking rehashing to you the fucking contents of the post. And this is where, <laughs> this is where I'm just going to fucking read it to you. Okay. So bear with me here. So I copied it. And I, at least I had the foresight to copy it. I wish I would have taken a screenshot of the post. So you got proof to you that it got fucking deleted twice, actually three times. because I posted it twice to my original account, OG underscore ice nice 13, if you don't already follow. And to my backup account, OG dot underscore, or rather OG dot ice nice 13, if you haven't followed there as well. Right. But you live, you learn. So here we go. The caption for the post was, quick reminder that your boy is a radical skeptic, meaning I immediately dismiss as false anything that can be doubted, which is basically everything, including my own existence and yours. If you press me, I'll tell you that the closest possibilities I'm willing to state with certainty are that we're either living in a simulation or we're collectively being held captive as human as collect, we're being held captive as human beings in an entirely material universe, prison motherfucking planet, boy. Okay, both of these possibilities entail a quote unquote greater force at play than what's being revealed, a cult type shit. Know what I mean? And if we look closely enough, we may potentially be able to see the facade for what it really is. Some folks will call this conspiratorial nonsense, despite the fact that philosophy is rich with examples of this idea. Descatlipoca and the Smoking Mirror and Nahuatl thought, the allegory of the cave and the evil deceiver in European thought, the veil of Maya in Hindu thought, and so on. Both are nearly impossible to prove, but I'm always looking for ways to do so regardless, both being the, either that we're living in a simulation or that we're fucking human chattel and human cattle, let's fucking be 100% real with it, right, on a fucking prison planet. It's hard to prove. I mean, the, the second one is not that hard to prove. You just got to be willing to fucking see it, right? The first one, ooh, that's a little more difficult to prove, okay? The simulation. Um, both are nearly impossible to prove, but I'm always looking for ways to do so regardless. And social media and memes is one of them. In terms of the simulation, it's like social media is being used to download ideas into the sims within it. Us, you and me, we are the sims living within the simulation. And the social media is being used to download ideas into us, okay? A thought which itself is echoed, again, in the philosophy of mind zombie experiment. So it's programming, essentially, the same way you update software on a fucking phone or a computer so that the programs inside of it can fucking act up to date. It's the same way that I believe social media is being used. And then people will say, well, what the fuck? What about before social media? What about, how would they do this before social media? There's one of two responses, homeboy. The first of which being last Thursdayism. How do you know that there was even a history to begin with? Because if you're a radical skeptic, you doubt everything that you have reason to doubt, right? Be including the existence of anything prior to your own existence, dog. Because who the fuck knows, right? The existence of anything outside of your head. At best, you're just taking other people's words for it. And, you know, you can have faith and be like, okay, yeah, history existed. Or yes, other people do exist. But what reason epistemically do you have? What justification do you have to, you know, actually believe this to be true? And the answer is none, right? So when it comes to history, then it's like you read a history book and you're like, I'm pretty certain that happened. But without absolute certainty as the radical skeptics fucking demand, 
I can't say for certain one way or another. I know I can doubt the narrative of history. That fucking happens all the time. Look at Christopher Columbus. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if I can doubt the narrative, like what reason do I have to believe that it really happened type shit, you know? It's a very slippery slope, this radical skepticism. It's very fucking difficult. It's very, it's a, it's a pretty interesting way to say the least, to live fucking life, right? Um, so going back to this then, <laughs> uh, the, the second response then to how they would do it is like, okay, let's assume then that the history, that the past was real and that there are other people in this world outside of my mind. Let's assume that the problem of solipsism isn't really your problem to fucking begin with. Okay. Let's assume then that all of history, as we're told even, we'll even give them the benefit of the doubt. We'll say all of history, as we're told, even the most sanitized fucking K through 12 public education school system approved version is correct. Okay, fine. Let's assume that to be true. That in and of itself, culture specifically, would have been the way that these ideas were fucking, you know, uh, uh, were, were programmed into other people to ensure that they acted in accordance to how it is that the people who were manipulating the unseen forces, if you will, uh, the, the strings wanted them to act, right? So it's either culture, cultural programming and conditioning, or memes that are updating our programming constantly. And if you want to do a synthesis of the two, you want to merge the two together, they're using meme culture to fucking expedite culture or, you know, culture in general at a fucking exponential rate than could ever have been done before because of how easy it is to share memes with other people. So one day we'll be talking about fucking Black Lives Matter and defund the police and literally two months later, we'll be voting for a fucking criminal that fucking put countless black and brown people into prison via the legislation that he's written and a fucking cop for president and vice president because of how easy it is to, you know, fucking manipulate culture via memes now, right? So um, <laughs> in terms of the prison planet, I'm going back to reading now the fucking post. In terms of the prison planet, social media is being used to reveal to us their quote-unquote future plans so they can keep their karma clean when events unfold again this is the sigil magic or some shit like that because again i cannot fucking for the life of me find any like specifics i know it's there i hear it all the time but i just gotta i gotta find it okay um <laughs> this is that sigil magic shit that i was talking about right now i've talked about this before right and this is me reading uh, the post again um and i've been keeping tabs of certain means that make me feel like this is the case. That's the instance of the ones that I just shared with you right now, the examples that I just shared with you right now. Um, and then the most recent one that really tripped me out again was the second one on the collection that I posted because that particular format, again, just to reiterate, is reserved for people who have already died. If you follow this account long enough, you'll know that I posted the odds of Biden not finishing his presidency. At the time, he had a 75% favorability to not be replaced. Two months in, and it's actually it's already dropped to 60%. So not quite one-third, but it's not 75% either, okay? So the idea then is that they're priming for us to be the case so that when it does happen, we won't be A, surprised, or B, the karma will, you know, not be on their fucking hands when it, you know, <laughs> when that does be the case, right? Now, um, in furthering along this post, because I actually edited it multiple times, uh, I continue to state that I'm 98% that of all the things that I can doubt, I'm 98% convinced that we're living in a simulation, dog. Like, I can't prove much. But one thing that I have like a sneaking suspicion, dog, is that we're living in a fucking simulation, right? So again, I'm always looking out for signs to try to say like, yo, is this, like, how do I know this is a simulation? Like you, you look for shit that happens, like little glitches in the matrix, if you will, to try to point and say, yo, that's fucking mad suspect, bro. Or I've seen this fucking before. And then of course, there's the idea of programming, which fits in perfectly, cultural programming, Right. 
which fits in perfectly with a simulation because what is a fucking simulation and nothing more than a computer-generated program, right? So then you talk about like uh, fucking NPCs. You're like, well, it's not really that outlandish or you think about an NPC because there's fucking all kinds of NPCs in a, in, in a simulation. You know what I'm saying? So again, circling it back to the fucking, uh, <laughs> to, to, the, to the memes then, is like I look at these fucking memes, dog, and I look at shit that's happening like with the Joe Biden fucking green screen shit and you say like, yo, that's mad suspect, dog. Like I feel like I'm fucking living in a simulation here. So then you have that to, so long story short, to have that shit removed, I was like, yo, what the fuck? I was honestly fucking tripping, dog, because it made me realize like, okay, there's some shit at fucking play here because no warning, just words, not even like voice, video or nothing and just completely fucking removed without fucking no, no warning or nothing, which is fine. It's the gram. It's a private company. They can do as they please. However, that's not to say that their actions are not going to raise suspicions on my behalf, right? That's suspicious type shit. <laughs> and some of the suspicions that it raised, dog, is honestly the realization is that, hey, maybe we are living in a simulation. And what's that Pink Floyd song? You reach for the secret too soon. Right? That was terrible, terrible fucking <laughs> uh, imitation of the Pink Floyd song. But they're talking about their homie Sid Barrett, dog, who dropped fucking mad acid and went off on this fucking crazy ass trip and just dropped out of society, right? And uh, the point here being is that sometimes, dog, you might get lucky, like I might have got lucky, and you figure some shit out, and they're like, yo, mm-mm, too close, and they'll just completely fucking remove it, right? That part was tripping me out. But of course, I recognize that might be a little bit more grandiose, okay? That's a little bit grandiose. And what's honestly more likely, and this is like, <laughs> this is what I honestly genuinely believe, is that you have these people who are fucking policing social media to ensure that the voices of people like myself, brown people, stay in line with a predetermined agenda of what these fucking technocratic elite want. And when we step out of line, they're going to be quick to put the fucking kibosh on us because the last thing the fucking liberal left wants to admit is the existence of conservative brown people. Now, again, I'm not outing myself as a conservative person because I'm not. For a variety of reasons. Let's assume that I did partake in this fucking Western political framework. I'm not conservative, dog. Like, I'm not, I'm not a, you know, like, I would never have voted for Bush, Reagan, any of those motherfuckers, okay? And then, of course, to reiterate, I don't exist just from an from a indigenista point. I don't exist on this framework. I'm from the bottom, dog. We're not taking into account. We as Chicano folk, we're not taking into account in this political spectrum. My goal, my goal is to help fucking the process of more Chicanos becoming aware with this fucking political and class consciousness of the Chicano people so that we can finally begin to finally insert ourselves into this political spectrum in this fucking this our colonist, colonizer country, right? But until then, like, I'm not part of that shit, dog, right? Um, so <laughs> what happens then is I start thinking, it's like, yo, you have these motherfuckers in Silicon Valley who are running completely unchecked, dog. They're about to start their own, they're, they're basically have their own nations at this point, right? In California, you have the fucking technocratics and it's like a technocratic feudalism is short where you have these rich motherfuckers up in Silicon Valley and then everyone else in the state of California. And it's going to be like that here soon in Texas with Tesla. And it's going to be like that soon around the world where these fucking corporations, they're so big and so powerful. They get to determine who sees what, who says what. And, you know, if they don't fucking like what you have to say because it doesn't fit within their agenda, they'll just fucking kick you off, dog, without no warning at all whatsoever. Now, what they fucking fail to realize is your boy was in a shitty punk rock band, dog, for a long fucking time. 
So I'm fully fucking aware of all the work that it takes to fucking do the grassroots work necessary to continue to spread the fucking message. Will it be as effective as doing so through the gram? Of course not. It's fucking hard work. But to say that sit here and st- I'm also not going to sit here and state that these motherfuckers are going to completely silence me because of it. Only a bullet in the head would be able to do that, right? Um, but even then, dog, you, you can kill the fucking the revolutionary, but you can't kill the fucking revolution type shit. You know what I'm saying? So um, the idea is these fucking progressive, liberal, technocratic fucks, dog. Listen, if you don't believe in the idea of fucking shadow banning conservative voices about them targeting conservative voices at this point, like you're just fucking, you're willfully ignorant, okay? And I can qualify it a billion times and tell you I'm not conservative. It's not going to stop you from fucking appearing, for me, appearing to you in such a way if you're unwilling to decolonize essentially your mind and fucking divorce yourself from this political framework that we've been brainwashed with in this left-right spectrum of, you know, American politics. That's not where my concerns come from. Again, my concern is for the Chicanx community, the brown indigenous community as a whole. And my particular approach is being informed by the Nahuatl philosophy. And honestly, dog, I got to fucking tell you, it seems as though these fucking liberals who are running this fucking technocracy don't want this fucking voice to be heard because they're going to realize just how fucking, again, they don't want to admit, dog. They don't fucking want to, you know, you, it's just like, it's like almost like motherfuckers don't even know Mexicans. The only Mexicans they know are the ones that are up in academia, which of course are going to be liberal because most of academia is liberal. But boots on the ground Mexican, everyday fucking Mexican people, dog, are mad fucking conservative in the traditional fucking political sense of the word, okay? And when you start fucking, when you have these people like myself, these quote unquote brown bodies, like they like to fucking refer to us, that don't fuck, that diverge from this liberal fucking agenda that they have pre-programmed for us, they don't want that because the last thing they want, again, is to fucking have that voice spread and awaken, if you will, more people's uh, uh, within our community to uh, the, you know, just the hypocrisy, of the, like the blatant hypocrisy of the left. Look at what's happening right now with the border, the immigrant fucking centers and all that kind of shit. First of all, they're not fucking immigrants, yo. They're fucking indigenous peoples of this country. The continued victims of a fucking perpetual colonial war that's been 500 years in the making on this continent, Right. Um, they said they being the, the, the Democrats that they were going to close them down. They're still open at overflow capacity. They said they weren't going to fucking deport people for the first ninety days. They've been deporting motherfuckers left and right, yo. It, like inevitably, there's only so much that they're going to be able to do where they're not going to have the fucking brown vote no more. Okay, and they're they're like, I feel me personally, they're trying to rein it in as as much as they pos- as they possibly can by fucking putting the kibosh on these competing fucking brown voices like mine. But the point that I must emphasize is that, again, mine is not a conservative voice in the traditional sense. In the traditional sense. Mine is an indigenous, it's it informed by the indigenous Nahuatl approach to just life in general, dog. Philosophy is the Nahuatl philosophy applied in a political sense. There is only teot and the unfolding thereof. We cannot control it. The best that we can do is act in a way that will fucking generate favorable outcomes in our behalf. If you've heard this before, it's because the truth about stories is they're all we fucking got, okay? So I will continue to repeat it for as many times as necessary until the point is properly conveyed. And the point here being, specifically when it comes to this teot, is it's comprised of these dynamic, dynamic pairs. I have spoken at length about this in the Sixth Sun podcast. I've explained the fucking dynamic, dynamic unity of how they, because again, just to reiterate, 
the Nahuatl were monists, okay? <laughs> they only believed in one single vivifying energy that comprised all of reality. All things are comprised of Teot, this sacred energy, these beads that I'm wearing, me, this microphone, your phone that you're listening to this podcast on, you, the fucking rocks, the rivers, the, the trees, the wind, dog, the night, the stars, everything in this known universe. And all of reality is comprised of the sacred energy of Teot, okay? And this sacred energy of in and of itself is driven by these dynamic, dynamic pairs. What does it mean by dynamic? It's necessarily two of them. Necessarily means there's no fucking alternative. It has to be two, okay? And they're dynamic because they're in constant motion. They are constantly moving. This is a fundamental facet of Nahuatl philosophy. All of life is in constant flux, okay? Deot is constantly unfolding. This is the whole point about us living on a slippery earth, right? And the problem with this then is that when you apply this in an American sense, you realize, yo, America is sick, dog. This country, this settler colonial country is sick. America is out of balance, more importantly, okay? Historically, the balance was shifted predominantly to the right. And now it appears as though, it appears, I got to qualify this because as I mentioned in episode 57 of this podcast, there's only conservatism in this country, dog. And the illusion of an alternative, it might have been episode 58, right? Um, anyways, there's only conservatism. Everything ultimately collapses into conservatism in a dualist conception of reality. doesn't matter how radical and revolutionary the practice is. Inevitably, it will become normalized and people will seek to conserve it. Okay. So it's, it's in name, right? It's the, like the, the, uh, the nominalism, right? Element of the philosophy for them. And what I'm telling you then is that from my perspective, I'm, I'm telling you like, yo, this country, this political spectrum is sick. And now it's the fucking left that's responsible for the sickness. And the reason that they're responsible for the sickness is because they are trying to vanquish their dynamic pair, which is impossible. To try to vanquish an dynamic pair is to try to say that day will overtake night. To try to vanquish an dynamic pair is to say that life will take over death, okay? Or vice versa. That love will overtake hate, hate will overtake love. Right, that fucking sitting still like I'm doing now will overtake sit or in constant and being in constant motion. Like that's not possible, dog, because these dynamic, dynamic pairs themselves are they don't they're not competing with one another, they're strengthening one another, they fucking make each other stronger, right? They need one another. Night needs day, love needs hate, right? Um, and whether these fucking progressive liberals want to admit it or not, dog, they need their conservative fucking counterparts. Honestly, I just before I started this podcast, I went like a little a little fucking Instagram journey down one of my favorite hyper woke accounts, right? And just to get like motivation, and the motivation here was just how fucking outlandish these people are. These people being the hyper woke because again, let's go back to this China example, dog. Like, yes, I'm fucking all for it, dog. Talk all the shit about U.S. imperialism all you want, but please, again, maintain some logical consistency and do not for a second think that fucking. America bad, China good, because the same motherfucking human nature that exists here in America is the same human nature that exists in China. It's not an ethnicity issue. It's not a gender issue. It's not a religion issue. It's a human being issue. That's the philosophy element of it, right? And human beings, for the most part, by and large, are fucking trash, dog. I'm sorry, okay? Um, so all the evil shit that has you know been perpetuated here in the West because of this country... It's going to happen, and it happens all over the world, dog. And it's going to continue to happen until that element of human beings 
gets checked. So to think that a fucking China is going to magically be the savior of people because it's America evil, like, oh, you're being logically inconsistent here. And I'm, I refuse to fucking, you know, like, I'm not going to play that game, dog. Right? Homie, don't play that. I'm going to keep it fucking <laughs> the philosophy, dog. I'm a philosopher and I'm just going to, you know, you got to call it what it is, whether you want to admit it or not. Right? So... Uh, and returning back to the importance of these dynamic, dynamic pairs, you realize like, yo, who the fuck is like, I, it's almost, you laugh at like, again, the, the historical ignorance of these people. Like, dude, this hyper-woke Latinx bullshit fucking uh, bourgeoisie politics, that's exactly what they are, dog. The shit that only people who are not concerned with their livelihood concern themselves with. I'm not telling, like, people, and this is hood philosophy, dog, and I'm not trying to tell you that people in the hood don't care about gay rights and all that kind of shit. I'm telling you that we're more concerned with figuring out how the fuck we're going to pay our bills. We're less concerned with fucking what trans people are doing, and we're more concerned with figuring how to get the fucking, you know, how to get crack off the block, for instance, like drugs off the, out of our communities, okay? That's the kind of shit, we got real life shit to be fucking concerned about, you know what I'm saying? How the fuck am I going to pay my rent? How the fuck am I going to pay my bills? Am I going to have enough money till the end of the month? Am I going to have fucking food to feed my family type shit? Everything else, like, that's secondary. And again, it's not because people in the hood don't care about that kind of shit. It's because our waking consciousness is consumed by these material conditions that we find ourselves in. And once you've managed to satisfy these fucking material conditions, then that's when these motherfuckers can start worrying about, you know, hyper-woke politics. And this is the part that the historical fucking ignorance that always gets me. It's like, yo, you understand that if this Marxist revolution were to ever come to the United States, that you're going to be the first ones to go. Like, you're, you're bourgeoisie politics. This identity politics is bougie politics, dog. That's shit that only the elite fucking people that aren't worried about the material conditions have time to concern themselves with. Like, this is not new. I'm not fucking telling you anything that's never... I'm not predicting the future. I'm looking into the past and telling you, like, yeah, dog, Pol Pot, motherfuckers that couldn't... If you had glasses, you could read. Fucking face the wall, homeboy, because we don't have any room for the intelligentsia here. And intelligentsia, in this particular sense, is people who can fucking read. Because reading is a privilege that fucking farm workers are not afforded. You understand what I'm saying here? This fucking hyper-woke politic bullshit is like, who the fuck is going to defend you, dog? The ones that we have here in the United States of America. When if the shit that you're advocating for hits the fan. No one. Because you've, you've, you've fucking alienated all your potential allies. The only people that would possibly fucking do so are the, the conservatives that you've spent so much fucking time trying to cancel. And by that point, even I won't blame them when they say, now fuck you. I don't want nothing to do with you. I don't want to help you. I don't want to protect you. I was, that was my role and you made me feel like a fucking piece of shit for a cisgender sovinistic piece of shit for so many fucking years because I didn't agree with your petty bougie politics. I don't want nothing to do with you, Right. And again, I could see how at this point you might be like, well, this is, uh, clearly this is an example of the fucking alt-right bullshit that I fucking thought this fucking ice nice hood philosophy bullshit was about. Wrong, motherfucker. Because again, I'm telling you, it's about the dynamic, dynamic pair. Because guess what? The fucking right, the conservative Christian right here in America, even the alt-right, whether they want to admit it or not, they fucking need their leftist liberal counterparts as well, Okay. So that's the fucking point that I'm trying to make here when, it, when I was trying to espouse this fucking, this political outtake. It's like, yo, I, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Left, right, center. I don't give a fuck about that. I'm not part of that political spectrum from the bottom, Doug. Okay? China, America, they're all, they all pose potential threats to the indigenous fucking communities of Turtle Island. That's what the fuck I'm concerned with. And when I'm examining this, I'm trying to examine it from as a, as a decolonized perspective as possible. 
And the way that I'm seeing it is that we're out of balance. We're disordered. We're not in harmony, right? Because you have these people who refuse to acknowledge their dynamic, dynamic pairs. They're seeking to vanquish one another, right? And as long as this continued fucking desire to vanquish their fucking perceived enemy continues, there's only going to be one fucking inevitability for this country, this settler colonial country, and that is ultimate demise. Might sound fucking alarmist, but yo, just today, just today, the fucking senator from South Carolina suggested that if, just the idea that this was suggested in the first place is fucking mind-blowing, but they suggested, he, that's obviously a he, right, um, that if the federal government does try to take away the, the guns of people in South Carolina, that in order to prevent it, they should seek to join a militia first instead, because then the United States federal government couldn't disarm a standing militia. Just just sit back and think about what I just told you, dog. Like, that's fucking mind-blowing. That's happening right now in 2021 here in this country. So it might sound alarmist, but it's not that fucking, it's not that far removed from reality. You just, you got to play a little game theory and just play out possible scenarios, right? So to tie it all in then, <laughs> to tie it all in ultimately, um, whether you believe it or not, this is actually directly in line with the overarching theme of the podcast that I've been doing thus far for this year. And that is the fucking Jordan Peterson podcast, dog. Because <laughs> everything that I've just said is like I'm t- I told you in the previous podcast, and it bears true for this one. I'm slowly making my way towards it, but it's a defense of Jordan Peterson, dog. Because you can start to see why a motherfucker is so like a motherfucker like Jordan Peterson is so appealing to these fucking people who feel as though they're being attacked by the progressive liberal left by their dynamic dynamic pair. Right. And they're looking for something, anything, irrespective of how detrimental it may be to help them push back. Right. To help strengthen them in such a way where they're able to, you know, avoid having to worry about having their voice taken off of the digital fucking community, public community. Right. At this point. And that obviously in our current times came in the form of Jordan fucking Peterson. That's why this motherfucker is so appealing. And yeah, dog, inevitably a little bit of sympathetic inclinations on my behalf towards his beliefs because. What is he really saying? What is he really saying? Other than the fucking radical left is completely out of control, which is exactly what I'm telling you. That, But I'm not putting it in his words. I'm putting it in the Nahuatl philosophy words. I'm saying the dynamic is out of balance and it needs to be fucking better centered and organized because <laughs> if not, you're going to live a life of Tlazotiot, filth, right? Now, this is the, indige- the uh, indigenista view that I've been talking about, dog. Now, I said it before and I'll say it again. Not left, not right, not center. We're from the bottom. Chicano folk. We are, again, the descendants of these original, uh, the original, dog, of this continent. They try to bury us. We fu- they clawed their way out of their fucking grave back from the crypt with some more of that hood philosophy shit, okay? And we're here since. Now we're trying to put our voice out there. And you have these fucking technocratic elites that are saying, no, 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 that voice does not fucking fit our narrative. And then on the opposite end, you have these fucking conservatives that they just... They are so transfixed on ethnicity and fucking, well, I don't even want to say ethnicity. That's like the radical, radical part of it, the radical component, right? But they're so transfixed and trying to maintain a broken system that the, it just almost seems impossible to try to fix the divide. But what I'm trying to say is it's not. Again, it's a loving critique, dog. At the end of it, it might seem like I'm just talking shit, but at the end of the day, like, it's just, it's all love. Like, it's a loving critique. I'm saying, like, this shit's broken, and the only way to fix it moving forward is advancing with a fucking, right? Is with a, is advancing with a fucking uh, indigenous approach. And what we cannot do 
is succumb to the fucking wills of the left. We cannot jeopardize what the left wants us to jeopardize. They're asking for too much, okay? We cannot give that ground. Again, this is where the sympathetic elements of me toward Jordan Peterson, it's not even towards him, it's just towards his convictions. You cannot give ground, dog. You cannot jeopardize what they're asking because in doing so, we're jeopardizing these core tenets of philosophy, right? That at best, all we're getting is the appearance of a safer, of a safer world, but it's not actually safe. Go ask the children being held right now in the immigration and custom enforcement camps if they feel safe. Ask a fucking brunch liberal if they feel safe. And of course, I'll tell you so because orange man bad and out of office. Ask a fucking indigenous child being held captive by the human traffickers of the United States government if he feels safe. And they'll tell you, fuck no, I don't. Right? It's not actual safety that the left is looking for. It's just the appearance of safety. And it's not worth it. Okay? And they're... They insist, dog. We're like, when they do shit like remove the post, like you might not agree with it. You don't have to agree with it. I don't even fucking agree with it. I'm just throwing out fucking ideas. I'm a philosopher, dog. I just fucking, I just, I got thought experiments and I work them out to their fucking logical conclusions. That doesn't mean that it doesn't entail that I believe them, right? But to just remove them for no fucking reason other than they don't fit your agenda, like it's a very, very slippery slope, dog. And what we stand to lose along the way is the core tenets of philosophy, which a couple of them, two of them specifically, which are dialect and critical thinking, dog. Now, I get it. There's people who say that you should never fucking converse with people like the alt-right. I get it, dog, okay? But, I mean, there's also examples of people that have done just that and have had tremendous success. I'm thinking about the black guy who's fucking converted hundreds of people from the KKK. That's not going to be possible if he's just going to be walking around with the punch a Nazi mentality, and, you know, the same is true for all different kinds of people who feel as though they're di- they're separated by, you know, whatever label it is that we put ourselves on. You cannot fucking have that without dialect, without a thoughtful exchange of ideas. At best, you're going to have <laughs> what we have now, because still, even despite as bad as it is, still fucking great. You can open up the fucking window right now. Birds will be chirping and everything. And at worst, you'll have a complete technocratic fucking elite control and the fucking return to, it's not even a return, we're at feudalism. But now it's going to be in a draconian digital way where it's just like, fuck, dude, escape to the woods at this point seems the only viable option, right? Um, so, you know, we got to privilege and we got to maintain this dialect. You can't just shut down conversation because it's through discourse, dog, that we arrive at a higher conception of reality and that without it, we're going to regress into darkness, dog. And <laughs> the second idea that we're jeopardizing, the second core tenet of philosophy that we're jeopardizing it's critical thinking, homie. Straight up, like critical thinking. My favorite thing to do is just scroll through this fucking hyperwoke Instagram page and just see. Just they're obviously smart. They're very smart people, but the critical thinking is just not there. They're so caught up in trying to fucking fix and organize their reality in such a politically correct little fucking framework that the absence of critical thought just goes completely out the window. Okay. And when you give up the ability to think critically, dog, you open up the window for others to think for you, passively or actively. Actively because you say, yeah, go ahead and think for me. It's too much work to fucking do so on my own. Thinking's hard, right? And then passively when you're unable to see that the very institutions that we've entrusted to fucking educate us with are not doing that. They're fucking brainwashing us like what's currently happening in the liberal arts departments, dog. So just to be clear, like am I saying to we should normalize Nazism? Like, no, you stupid fucks. Okay, that's the lack of critical thinking on your behalf is showing if you think that that's the fuck what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that obviously, like the more you cry wolf, the harder it's going to be to believe when a real wolf is at the fucking door, dog. Jordan Peterson, 
Milo Yiannopoulos, Jordan Sapiro, they're all fucking turds, no question. But they're not Nazis, dog, right? And it's not only literally, literally irrational to lump them into this group. Like it's a fucking, it's a literally a logical fallacy, right? But it's dangerous, dog. <laughs> it's dangerous because when the real Nazis show up, obviously, I'm going to repeat this. It's been said many times. Who the fuck's going to believe you, right? Now, it's dangerous because not only are you under, it's further dangerous because not only are you underestimating their intelligence, you're also underestimating the intelligence of any potential allies, dog. Like, I'm telling you, this is, this is me speaking from the heart. The more the left continues to fuck us over, me specifically, right, because I can only speak for myself, but I'm telling you, like, there's more brown people that are becoming more emboldened and empowered and fucking owning up to their conservatism in the traditional American sense. And when it comes to the traditional American sense, the more the left continues to pull this fuck shit, right, like, using our struggles against us, like, the immigration struggle to ride the brown boat into political office, the more I am potentially fucking, the more I'm alienated from the Democrats completely. And I want to say, man, fuck the Democrats, dog. At least the Republicans are open with their fucking racism. And I can at least appreciate that, right? And the point that I'm trying to make here is not that I'm going to go vote Republican because of fucking Joe Biden. The point I'm trying to make here is that this is a very alienating tendency that's doing nothing more than empowering those who feel unjustly faulted to join the opposition, dog. And that does... <laughs> It's going to do the exact opposite of what these progressive liberals are fucking trying to do. Because at the end of the day, like I started talking about on this podcast, it boils down to a matter of numbers. And if this progressive liberal fucking bougie politics keeps going at the rate it's going, their numbers are going to slowly dwindle because they're going to single each and every single one of the members of their community out until they're left with just a very, very, very fucking uh, fractionalized small percentage of people. And the rest are going to be on the other side saying, man, fuck you guys, Right. And again, <laughs> to argue otherwise at this point, uh, it's just a blatant disregard of reality, dog. It's part of that bougie politics that you're afforded, that we're all afforded at this moment because despite all the bullshit that's going on in this country, it's still a pretty chill place to live in, right? But unfortunately, these motherfuckers, like, you're delusional, dog, right? And if this trajectory, these motherfuckers being this hyper-woke left, and if this, traje if this trajectory continues, you're going to be directly responsible for the downfall that you caused, Right? <laughs> of the cause that you allegedly love so much. Now, I'm not saying that you, there's not a fucking right is not responsible for this either. Like, it's a dynamic. You're both fucking responsible for it is what I'm trying to say, okay? Both the left and the right are responsible for the current fucking downfall that we're facing right now. And I know I've bashed the left before on a previous podcast, and trust me, I'll get to the right here shortly, right? But before we do, it's just quick to fucking reiterate that maybe, maybe what I'm saying is offensive, Okay? Or maybe you're just a weak bitch, dog, and you're trying to control me, okay, by indoctrinating me with the fucking thought process necessary to build an ontology so that you can rise to power. Surprise, motherfucker. I told you this is all connected to everything that I've been talking about for this whole fucking three months in this year 2021 already, okay? I know how ontologies work. I'm not racist. I'm not sexist. And I'm not homophobic just because I'm not interested, for instance, in learning about the experience of a gay black woman. It's an actual article in an actual fucking PhD program at an actual D1 university. This lady was fucking talking shit because she felt unfairly represented audience-wise at her paper presentation. And instead of questioning to herself, maybe it's because of the shit that I'm writing about, the first thing that she went to go complain about was because everyone in the audience hates black gay women. Like, no, dog, it's not that. No one fucking, I know me personally, if a black gay woman's got some dope shit to say, I'll fucking listen. But if you got some nonsense to say, why the fuck am I going to listen to what you have to say? It's got nothing to do with the fact that you're black, gay, or a woman, right? 
it's got everything to do with the fact that what you're saying in the marketplace of ideas is not really has much value. You know what I mean? Are, are black gay women underrepresented, period, especially in academia? Of course they are. No, no one's denying that, right? But I'm going to venture to say that it has a lot more to do with the fact that there aren't even many black gay women to begin with, dog. Like the, 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 the black population in America is a small population compared to every other, uh, to most other, right? It's like someone is like 13%. And then you have the women population of that was what's going to, let's just say have that. Okay. So we'll say 6%, six and a half percent. We're being generous, right? And then of that six and a half percent, like how many of them are, are gay, right? So it's like a small number. Now, again, I'm not saying that it's fair that they're being underrepresented, but like how many really realistically are there, dog? Again, I can see like, this motherfucker, all right, motherfucker. Like, no, you stupid fuck. I'm challenging you, bro, just to think critically about this and ask yourself, is it possible that literally every fucking person you encounter is racist? Or is it more likely that there's bigger forces that are at play? There's more to the fucking picture that's being hidden from us, but you can't fucking focus on it because you're trained to just zero in on the one issue that you've been allowed to think about. And that is race, gender, ethnicity, and so on. Like, come on, dog. This is what I started the fucking podcast talking about. The liberal arts have been weaponized. They're fucking brainwashing you to fucking see specific shit so that you can ignore the greater picture. Here's a better fucking picture. Why the fuck are, why, why is underrepresentation such a fucking big issue? Well, in academia specifically, it's got multiple issues, but one of the main ones is because of capitalism, dog. Everybody wants a professorship. Everyone wants a fucking job, period. And when you look at the professorship in academia, you realize most of them are cisgender, straight white men. So you start to say to yourself, well, it must be because these evil people, right, who are all representative of the majority of the professorship uh, that I don't have a fucking job. What you should be fucking asking yourself is, why the fuck do I got to worry about securing fucking employment in the first place? Why the fuck do I got to worry about where my food, water, shelter, and safety is going to come from? Why the fuck should all these things be fucking predicated on my ability to produce value in terms of monetary form? That's the bigger fucking picture, dog. But you've been fucking brainwashed, this liberal fake woke joke with this liberal fake woke joke bullshit to believe that the fucking small picture, which is still significantly problematic, don't get me twisted, but it's not the fucking, it's not the main issue, dog. The fucking straight white men, yes, they've done some evil shit. But that's not why you want the fucking professorship. You want the professorship because you don't want to be fucking homeless. Okay? What you need to be asking yourself is you need to let go of the... You need to look beyond the fucking... The occult, dog. It's hidden in plain sight. We all live in capitalism. It's hiding right in our fucking eye. Right right in front of our eyes. But we're being brainwashed to focus on one small issue when it's realistically a larger issue. Am I saying white men are not are fucking innocent? Not Historically, not all of them. Right? Am I saying that they should be completely fucking rid of any fucking problematic tendencies that they and be, uh, unfair ben, uh, luxuries that they benefit from still to this day? No. I'm saying that before you get to all that, how about we focus on the material conditions of the fucking world first? And then if you're still worried about that, we'll circle back to those issues. Okay? So um, ultimately then, what it gets down to the point is I know I've been saying it and it's time to just before I finish this podcast to actually fucking do it, dog. The opposite end of the dynamic pair and in this case it's these bitch-ass fucking conservatives dog <sighs> now by just so we're clear everything that i've said and everything that i'm about to say is by no means an excuse to these fucking to either a the fucking white people that undoubtedly still benefit from these colonial structures or the fucking bitch-ass white wingers still to this day okay because again left right center i'm not on that spectrum and what i'm trying to say dog is just you have these people 
who want to talk so much shit about how much of a snowflake the liberal left is because for whatever reason, despite the fact that they themselves wilt under any sort of fucking pressure, just like a fucking snowflake. I don't give a fuck about Dr. Seuss being canceled, dog. You can still read a damn book. Who cares if your fucking kid's not going to read it in school? I don't give a fuck about an alleged war on fucking Christianity. I don't give a fuck about a gendered potato. Like I said, I give a fuck about people being murdered extrajudiciously by the police. I give a motherfuck about why motherfuckers in the hood are set up from birth to this fucking prison industrial complex, the school to prison pipeline. That's the kind of shit that I give a fuck about, right? And for you to get so fucking easily deluded and distracted and focus on some nonsensical fucking minutia is maddening, bro. Like, you literally need to step your fucking game up in the world and recognize, yo, like, <laughs> this country may not be the fucking best country in the history of the world, dog. Like, I'm sorry. Just, you're gonna have to get, you're gonna have to get that through your fucking head. You're gonna have to get it through your head that what you're doing is upholding a fucking system that is not even in your benefit. You just cashed a fucking socialist check, dog, and it helped you tremendously. Stop fucking faking the funk, bro. Like, what are you doing, right? You're trying to, you're complaining and you're appealing to the emotions about these cries of unfairness about how the conversation is no longer centering on you as a fucking majority, you being a white man specifically, right? And the alleged loss of a white identity, bro, stop. Like, that's weak-ass Nietzschean slave shit, homie, right? Like, I thought you were the master. What the fuck? The master race, so, <laughs> quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're over here complaining. That's not what masters do. They don't make excuses. Like, just own the shit that's happening. And if you want to be, like, real extreme about it, what's happening is... Yeah, dog, the white fucking historic identity, it's fucking dying, right? And if anything is dying, it's the stranglehold of the America, it's the strang the stranglehold of the America that you had, right? That you thought would last a thousand years, this fucking fourth Reich, if you will, that y'all thought was gonna happen here in the United States of America. Yeah, it's being lost, dog. That's being lost for sure. And it's being replaced slowly but surely, dog. It's slowly being replaced, right? By honestly, what's a better and more accurate reflection of what America really is. And these conservatives, yo, like, instead of fucking appealing to sympathy and rallying up the intellectual inferiority, fucking, right, or, or rather, uh, rallying up the intellectually inferior fucking peoples among you to believe your white supremacist ideology, right? What I'm trying to say is you're a fucking idiot if you believe in white supremacy, dog. Just, let's just, let's cut the shit, okay? You're, instead of, like, owning your shit and being like, yeah, you know what, maybe white supremacy isn't that best of an idea. You're drumming up support for that stupid-ass idea in an attempt to fucking maintain this stranglehold on this country that you refuse to believe is moving beyond you, it's advancing beyond you, because it is, dog, right? And instead of just accepting defeat and going out on your shield, you're fucking complaining like a little bitch-ass motherfucker, dog. It's... It's honestly pathetic, okay? Um, <laughs> the whole point, I mean, of living in a free country, after all, this is the the, the, the importance of these binary, these, right? These fucking dynamic, dynamic pairs. Uh, the whole point of living in a free country is to have the freedom to do whatever you want, including being a trans person, yo. So why the fuck are you so focused on trans people and trying to get them to ascribe to your fucking... Uh, to your to your narrative and you're gonna say shit like oh i worry about the kids like okay i get that too but like at the end of the day a real a real free country it's a fucking free for all dog so what are you really for are you really for a small government or are you for a huge government that imposes your will because if that's the case how are you fucking any different from the left people right now that are doing the exact same thing that you're constantly fucking complaining about right and guess what dog i know i qualified it and said that I don't, wouldn't blame you, right? Because I say you because obviously most of them are going to be in the military or law enforcement. Um, 
for not wanting to defend them. But at the end of the day, like, it's your fucking job, yo. And isn't that your whole shit? Like, do your job. Don't fucking do your duty. So what does it matter what a person's ethnicity is? Uh, what a person's sexual orientation is? What their religious preference is when it comes to doing a job or a duty? Like, again, the logical inconsistency. And this one driven clearly by white supremacy. So either you're not a racist or you are. Like, own it, dog. And if you're not, act accordingly and fucking help maintain the dynamic, dynamic pair that you have been charged with, right? You can't sign up to fight for people's right to freedom and then cry when they don't use it the way that you don't want them to. Like, get the fuck out of here with that shit, right? <sighs> so, yeah. I guess that's about as good a point as any to wrap this bitch up. It's been the fucking... It's been an interesting two weeks, dog. It's been a fucking long hour and some couple minutes at this point, right? And at this point, I'm just so worked up. I feel as though best. I'm inevitably, I'm, I was gonna planning on getting to the conclusion, which you know, <laughs> and that is the fucking uh, the importance of uh, uh, indigenous sovereignty, okay, surviving specifically. But that's just a that's just a whole ass other topic, dog, for another episode of the podcast. So rather than try to just speed through that bitch on this one, I'll just end it here for today and get to it on the next episode so yeah um i hope you all have a great rest of your day and i'll see you next time peace